you know that there's more to know about what's out there, right? In the sky, in the water, who knows where it's coming from. But UFOs are not just about little green men. I'm Chris Cuomo, and I have an interview for you with a man who has done more when it comes to uncovering the unspoken truth about what is in the air and in the water and in the universe that might be explained, but they just don't want to tell us. Ross Coltart is here. You know the splash he made with his big interview with an insider on News Nation about UFOs and government programs. Well, wait until you hear what he says he knows from various sources about what's going on, what is known, what isn't known, and what's hidden, and how. You ready? Let's get after it. Ross, thank you so much for joining us. Big fan of your work. Appreciate all the help and partnership you've done with us at News Nation. It's good to have you. It's a real pleasure to be here, Chris. So you are a practiced investigative journalist, many years in the making. You are a lawyer. How do you see the subject of unidentified aerial phenomena or UFOs or whatever you want to call it? I'm a reformed lawyer. I'm an ex-lawyer, but I am a working investigative journalist. Um, how do I see this issue of UAPs? I think it's the biggest story in human history. Uh, I'm gobsmacked, absolutely amazed at the truculent resistance by a lot of the legacy media in the United States and in other parts of the world to not realizing that this is the biggest story unfolding before their eyes. It's, um, it's like frogs in a pot not realizing what's being slowly revealed around them. I had a guy say to me, you know, you people, you know, talking about the media in America, are obsessed with uh, carbon dioxide and, and the atmosphere and global warming and all these things. And you exaggerate uh, the reality, though it is a reality, and you ignore that Countless people who you say you trust have seen things in the air that can't be explained, and you say they're kooks. That's true. It's 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 funny actually because I mean it's funny you should mention the global warming thing because I I'm known in Australia for being a bit of a contrarian, and uh, I've looked at the science of global warming. And whilst I do think that anthropogenic global warming, human caused global warming, is real, there's absolutely no doubt in my in my mind at all, that the algorithms that are used to predict and forecast the effects of global warming are woefully tricked up, uh, perhaps unwittingly, to suge suggest that the effects are going to be far worse than they really are. And I, I think it's the, it's the fact that the media has been willing to allow itself to become a party to what a lot of people in science, and my sources are scientists, uh, belief is misleading. And, right. and it's the same thing with UFOs, that that fundamentally, yes, your friend is right. There, there is a phenomenon that is real. There are phenomenae, anomalous objects doing weird things in our skies, in orbit and underwater, USOs. And even the US, the Pentagon, your intelligence community admits it's real. At what point is there this cognitive dissonance that engages in the media, which basically says, oh, yeah, we're just going to ignore that. 
because we're uncomfortable with it and we don't understand it. So we're just going to ignore it. Let's move on to global warming, Israel. And I, I think that's wrong. I think there's a story there. And I know because I've been privileged as an investigative journalist. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm kind of hoping, frankly, Chris, that the rest of the investigative media don't put their toe in the water. So you can own at it. the moment, with a, with a few exceptions, there's very few people doing the work that I'm doing. And as a result... I'm getting on a daily basis people contacting me from within your defense and intelligence community, scientists from within the legacy crash retrieval reverse engineering program, people working at an executive level in private aerospace companies. And I guess they've recognized in me somebody who's, I hope, trustworthy, honorable as far as I, how I conduct my journalism, and um, they're sharing stuff. And to them, it's not an issue. And there's a mounting incredulity that there's a lot of people in the media who, notably, some of the great masthead newspapers, the New York Times, the Washington Post, that are actively seeking to ignore and play down, belittle and ridicule this subject, as they have done for much of the last 60 to 70 years. And I don't think it's a conspiracy. I mean, I, I've, I use a less polite word, but in, in my line of work as an investigative journalist, we have a saying, which is always assume, a, let's say it a screw up rather than a conspiracy. And uh, I, I think in this case, it's a screw up. I think the media have allowed themselves to be lulled by the taboo, the, the stigma, the ridicule that's been attached to the subject. And I know you're a working journalist and so am I. And the bottom line is every newsroom you go into, every newspaper, every television station, every radio station that I've ever worked in, they mock the subject of UFOs. Yes. And that's probably for a large part of my career been legitimate, but it's not now. It's it's multi uh, multifaceted, right? Part of it is uh, that some people limit it to little green men. Uh and if uh, they've ever seen movies uh, about aliens, they dismiss it as fiction. Uh, another basis for it is groupthink. Another basis for it is ease. It's easier to dismiss it than to have to dig into a new topic. Um, sure. And here's the problem with all of that is that do you have any question that the United States government is aware and knows more than it is shared with the American people about things under the water and in the skies that they can't explain or that are not part of uh, America's technology. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind that the US government knows an enormous amount more than it's publicly letting on. And the reason I say that isn't just because of my private confidential, some very, very senior sources in your military and intelligence community. It's because there are people who've gone on the record from your government saying, this is real. This is an acknowledged reality. Yes, there are UAPs. Even the much criticized Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, who's got the uh, rather difficult job running the Pentagon's UAP office, the ARO, A-A-R-O, the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, even he has admitted in, I think, testimony he gave to a hearing presided over by Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, the senator from New York, 
he admitted that there are phenomena, anomalous phenomena, that they cannot explain. And they've reiterated this in their most recent report. And moreover, in the uh, press briefing that uh, Dr. Kirkpatrick gave just only a few days ago that uh, your Brian Enton from News Nation uh, appeared at, he admitted, Dr. Kirkpatrick admitted that there is a phenomena that they cannot explain. And it's real. So at what point does a news editor on a major newspaper or a 60-minute style program go, well, let's deploy resources? I mean, think of the way, Chris, we were so led, all of us, myself included, we were all so led by the nose at the time of the uh, beginning of the last Iraq war, you know, the tragedy that we were led into after 9-11. I, I covered that as a journalist. I, I covered 9-11 in your country and the tragedy of what happened in the World Trade Center. And then I followed in with the Northern Alliance into Iraq and uh, uh, into Afghanistan, sorry. And I was also there for the uh, eventual invasion of Iraq on the pretext that there were weapons of mass destruction. And I, I have a huge problem as a journalist with the fact that we were all so unwittingly led by the nose by people in the intelligence community who assured us that there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And they just took them all out of there right right when we got there. They just took <laughs> they just took them all out, yeah. but we just don't know where they ever went ever again. Saddam couldn't hide, but he could hide all the weapons and the yellow cake. We were so quick to accept the assurances from people in the intelligence community and and rightly so, because you had Cole Powell, the Secretary of State, giving these assurances to the United Nation. Now, at the same time, clearly there are people, and let you know, I, I know because I talk to people in your intelligence community in America, and they cheerfully admit to me, yes, there has been a disinformation campaign to stop the American public from engaging with this issue. It goes right back to the Robertson panel in 1952, 51-52 when a deliberate decision was made by the CIA, and it's recorded in documents in black and white. Yes, there was a conspiracy to deceive, mislead the American public about UFOs. At the same time, as they were saying that there's no truth to these suggestions that these are anomalous craft, that they can all be explained prosaically, privately, all the documents that have now been declassified in the last few decades show very, very clearly, one, there was a deliberate cover-up, and two, it was done at the same time as the US was conducting its own earnest investigations into the phenomenon. In fact, investigations into UAPs, UFOs, have never stopped. The US has been engaging with this subject very seriously, as it rightly should do, because it's a national security issue. Why don't they want people to know? I think it's a variety of reasons. I suspect, I don't know for sure, but the number of sources who are telling me that the United States is in possession of non-human technology is enormous. I've literally just this morning put the phone down from a call I had confidentially with a source working in a private aerospace company who was talking to me about the material that they work on. They're anxious that the world know about this technology, and they're bemused as to why it's been kept secret. They're puzzled. I think, again, I don't think it's a huge conspiracy per se. Yes, there's been a conspiracy to be keeping it quiet. I think what happened during the Cold War, well-meaning people, 
well-meaning generals and intelligence chiefs made the decision that we were fighting the Soviets, all of us, my country, yours, all around the world, we were faced by an authoritarian dictatorship that wanted to basically dominate the planet and destroy democracy. They didn't want a distraction from that. And for much of the period since the end of the Cold War, there's been a debate going on. I I know um, there was an attempt, there was a working group established in the Pentagon, very loosely involving a small community of intelligence officers and scientists about 25, 30 years ago that started looking at the idea of UFOs, UAPs, because people in the CIA, people in the Pentagon knew it was real. And I think very, very slowly, uh, because of other conflicts, we've been distracted. There's been a, a beginning of a realization that the American government has to be has to be candid. But I think the primary reason for the secrecy, the primary reason for the secrecy is within that technology, there are potential weapons that would give the U.S. an advantage over foreign adversaries. That makes the best sense that there is technology that they've come across, whether it's from some other country or a private concern or other, that they don't want people to know they have. And it leads me uh, with the rest of my exposure to the issue that, yes, I think there are things they can explain. That's not my concern specifically, uh, although I do believe it should be served by transparency. My concern is that they do know about a lot of things that they found and where they come from and what they're up to. And I believe with that area of information, they have a responsibility to transparency that they are not serving. And that's the part that is driving my coverage of this. I completely agree with you. And I, I look, I can tell you, Chris, I, I started out this game as a very determined skeptic. I was working for Australia's 60 Minutes program uh, about five, six years ago. And I looked around and was looking at what are the issues? What's the one story that we're in the media we've failed to cover properly? And for me, it was UFOs, UAPs. And the thing that I I did, I reached out to people that I'd met when I was working in Afghanistan and Iraq with your military, very senior people in special forces and the intelligence community. And I said, look, this may sound crazy, but I'm interested in UFOs, UAPs. Do you know anybody? And they introduced me to certain people. And what blew me away was, whereas I had innate skepticism, ridicule, taboo, these people were looking at me and going over a bar in Georgetown, Ross, this is real. You do need to investigate this. It's great that somebody like you should look at this. And that was the thing that really blew me away is that there has been this incredible gap, this division between what what I know is going on in private. And I think it's outrageous that the United States government is still sitting on this secret. And I don't think there is any good reason, not that I know of, there's no good reason for this to not be fully disclosed. I can understand the need to protect technologies. I'm a patriot in my country too. I love America. I travel there often. I don't want anything to happen to destroy the balance of power where essentially we have a a good country that preserves and protects democracy around the world, dominating, hopefully, world power. And the last thing we want are crazy nutters like Putin or uh, President Xi in China dominating with technology that they've gained perhaps from a non-human intelligence. And so I can understand that we don't 
need to know in the same way that we don't need to know about nuclear weapons. I don't know how to make one, neither do you, I hope, and neither should we. But I do think we're entitled to know if there is a non-human intelligence engaging with this planet. And as much as I'm surprised at myself for saying this, because I was such a skeptic five, six years ago, I do think the evidence is becoming overwhelming that the United States knows full well that there is a non-human intelligence engaging with this planet. I don't know that for sure. I still think, you know, they always have to hold the possibility, a few percent perhaps possibility, that, that this might be some huge black program that they're concealing. And I suspect part of it is. I do think that the, the balance to this is that the United States has developed technology that it's unwilling to disclose. I'll tell you something that happened to me recently, Chris. I, I had a conversation with a former US Special Forces soldier who was convalescing in a hospital on Eglin Air Force Base in Florida. Middle of the night, he got up uh, to go to the bathroom and then have a cigarette. And of course, he wasn't allowed to smoke inside the ward. And he walked outside and looked across around about two o'clock in the morning at a clearing in the Air Force Base. And to his amazement, there was a craft hovering. Now, I don't think this guy's lying to me. And the account that he gave, when I looked at a Google Maps uh, description of the location, it's precise to a T. What he describes is seeing some kind of vehicle that was hovering over a clearing that was being worked on by US military personnel and civilian personnel in suits. It was clearly high security. He was gobsmacked that he was allowed to see it. I don't think they were aware that he was there. And as he watched the object quite literally almost dematerialized, it moved so fast. And all he saw was a brief flutter above the trees as whatever it was took off into infinity. 20 minutes later, as he was smoking, no doubt, another cigarette, he watched it return. Now, I have dozens of accounts like that from US military personnel who've seen things they probably shouldn't. I've also spoken to people who purport to be direct first-hand witnesses to what commonly is euphemistically referred to as the legacy crash retrieval reverse engineering program. People who claim that they've been involved in retrievals of non-human technology. People who claim that they are working with private aerospace companies. I'll name one of them for you, Lockheed Martin, and that those aerospace companies are actively involved in attempting to reverse engineer non-human technology. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from AG1. Listen, my brothers and sisters, you know that I take my health seriously, right? I'm an aging athlete. I'm dealing with long COVID. That's why AG1 is a big part of my game, and I have been taking it for many years. Why? Because it's one and done. I don't have to worry about the combinations. I don't have to worry about the price the same way. It's so much less expensive than taking all these things separately. And... It's the deliverability. It's just a scoop and a glass of warm water for me, but you can put a scoop of it in whatever you want. And boop, down the hatch, and that's that. People ask me all the time, AG1, do you really take it? Yeah, it's all over my house. 
And I've been drinking it for a long time, and I think it works. I have partnered with AG1 for so long because they make a high-quality product that I trust to have as part of my routine every day. So, you want to replace whatever you're doing now? Start AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash ccp. That's drinkag1.com slash ccp. Check it out. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from Prize Picks. Prize Picks, man, if you like DFS, this is the way to go. America's number one fantasy sports app. Three million members. Why? Easy, exciting, plenty of action. Makes watching the sports, makes watching the players more fun. You just pick more or less on two or more player stats. And if you're any good, winnings roll in. And now you can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks. You can turn 100 into 10,000. You can turn 10 bucks into 1,000. Basketball, hockey, college, you know, all the different entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. You ready to get started with Prize Picks? Download the app today. Use code CCP. You'll get a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Again, download the app today. Use the code CCP. You get a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The point you're making uh, right now about uh, working with it, you know, there is a suggestion here that doesn't get a lot of um, attention. And that is when people say non-human intelligence or not, they think, uh-oh, little green men. Uh Maybe, or it could be a manifestation of what the world is waking up to right now, known as artificial intelligence. I have spoken to people who say that they believe that there are private and state-sponsored entities that are ahead when it comes to AI, and that the scaling is exponential. And that there is a chance that you could be having manifestations of technology that are uh, self-emanating and doing things that we haven't seen before. I I agree. I mean, I I think one of the things I'm not saying is that this is necessarily little green men from the planet Zug on the system Zeta Reticuli. I I think that's the least likely explanation that these things, whatever they are, are extraterrestrial, i.e. from another planet in our solar system or somewhere else in this universe. In fact, as David Grush told me in the interview I did for News Nation, the evidence leans more to the idea that what these are are some kind of interdimensional intelligence. That, that one of the things that um, Neil deGrasse Tyson and other sc- sceptical scientists throw at us constantly is that we certainly don't possess the means for faster-than-light travel and crossing the distances in our universe are substantial. It would take hundreds of thousands of years using a conventional rocket to get anywhere near the nearest star in our system. But the uh, the interesting thing is, If you accept that there is in quantum physics the capacity to move interdimensionally, theoretically or hypothetically, 
it's probably a more plausible explanation that whatever this intelligence is, it's engaging with humanity from essentially another fold in space-time. I also don't exclude the possibility that it's AI. I mean, I, there's a guy, a lovely chap called Jack Safati. Uh, he was one of the people credited with saving modern quantum physics. The Hippies Who Save Physics, I think, is a great book. And Professor Jack Safati um, tells an amazing story about how, as a young boy, he got a phone call from an AI computer on a spacecraft. Now, as far as I know, Jack's not mad. But he tells this incredible story about how I think in 20 or 30 years time, he was going to be told that he had a purpose. And Jack's devoted his life to investigating quantum phenomena and uh, trying to explain ways that human beings might be able to leave this solar system and travel faster than light. There are people who talk about an uber-consciousness even the possibility that what we're talking about here, Chris, is what we call God. I mean, really, when you think about it, when you look at the ancient religions, Christianity, Buddhism, Islam, what they're all describing is a superintelligence, a higher intelligence that's hopefully benevolently inclined towards humanity, which guides us and protects us. Um I'm not sure I necessarily subscribe to the um, the idea that this intelligence is so inclined because there are malevolent intentions that have been shown from some of the descriptions of experiences. But is it possible that, yes, maybe, maybe there's a huge supercomputer that was created tens of billions of years ago that is self-generating, that has essentially created life, that tinkers with us and tinkers with other life all around the universe? I mean, is it incomprehensible that what we what we think of as God or some kind of uber consciousness is is not some artificially generated consciousness? And um, isn't it inevitable, frankly, that human beings, as we reach the limits of our brains, that we'll essentially transition eventually to technology ourselves and maybe transfer all of our spirit and soul onto some kind of computer? I don't think it's inconceivable that that's what we're dealing with. All I'm doing, though, as a journalist, is speculating. But what amazes me is I've, I, I have a lot of conversations with really good people in your defense and intelligence community in the US, people who are very, very open-minded to these ideas. And one of the things that fascinates me is how many of them have started meditating. They've started becoming far more spiritual, that what this phenomenon has done is wake them up to the fact that human beings are asleep at the wheel. We're not consciously aware to our own capabilities. We have skills that we haven't mastered. And um, it's really interesting. I, I'm, I'm fascinated by that area. And increasingly, I'm drawn away from the idea of UFOs, UAPs, just as nuts and bolts technology. To me, that's the least interesting aspect of this. I'm fascinated by the idea that what we're dealing with here is a super consciousness, a super intelligence. This is the frustrating thing is a lot of people out there listening to this are probably thinking this guy's gone crazy. You know, Chris and him have got tinfoil hats on their head. And that's because there's a cognitive dissonance between what we what we hear publicly, these stiff characters like Ron Moultrie, the um, Office of Defense uh, Intelligence, um, sitting in testimony before Congress, and they're kind of equivocating. They never give you a straight answer about what they actually know. And I think it's because the US is deliberately dragging the chain 
unwilling to disclose what it knows, at least in part, because frankly, it's largely ignorant of what it is. It knows we're engaging with a superintelligence of some kind. It doesn't understand it. It has recovered some of its technology. But the last thing any government wants to do is convey to its population that really, frankly, it knows two-tenths of bugger all. Could be. Um, Although, you know, we've certainly shown in recent years that our leaders don't have any problems saying things that make no sense and scaring the shit out of everybody. (laughs) But, you know, one of the points of resistance uh, to this as a mythology has always been that, well, why is it that uh, it's always in the United States and it's always done by a very certain kind of people who see these things? And shouldn't we be seeing it all over the world? And Shouldn't people be capturing images of it on their cell phones all the time? What do you make of that? People are seeing it all over the world. There's a reporting bias with the US because you are a transparent, open and accountable democracy where people feel okay. I often joke when I come to America that Americans have got a media gene. You actually have an extra strand of DNA that makes you friendly to the media. In Australia, if I go and knock on somebody's door and ask them to do a TV interview, it's a huge process to try and persuade people to talk to the media because they're terrified of the media. They're innately suspicious. I think your country has an openness and a willingness to engage on this subject that leads to a reporting bias. So there's a difference between the reality and what's being reported. Now, if you go to China, I'm, I'm talking to a guy in China right now who's telling me about how he lives near a Chinese military facility and he's seeing objects, orbs, hovering over that facility almost on a nightly basis. He wouldn't dare talk to his public uh, news media about it. He wouldn't stick his head up over a parapet for any reason at all. He sent me photographs of what he's seen. He's wanting it investigated, but he's absolutely terrified about talking about it. I've had similar conversations with Indian and Pakistani scientists over Indian and Pakistani nuclear facilities. They're seeing similar objects. Um, I'm talking to the French, the British. I've even spoken to some Russians before things got nasty in the Ukraine. And the Russians admit privately that they've had an enormous undertaking to investigate the phenomenon of UAPs. But a large part of this is people often assume that what they're seeing in the sky, which is unusual, is some kind of secret technology that our government is working on. Governments love that. They love being able to suggest they've got something up their sleeve that they're not letting on about. And so they've kind of encouraged that idea. But frankly, I think part of the issue here is... Yes, in the US, they are working on black technology. I'm very confident that the US is working on aerospace projects involving anti-gravity. And I strongly suspect they may very well have had breakthroughs with electromagnetic propulsion of some kind. But I can respect why they're not wanting to talk about that. And that may lead to the reason why governments are consistently putting a lid on it. One of the... um, Stories I've told in the past is um, Special Forces soldiers in Ukraine fighting for the Ukraine government. One of them was a British uh, former para uh, commando, uh, a a Special Forces soldier. And he described to me how in the middle of the battle that he was in, he looked up and he saw wink into existence what was clearly a craft hovering over the battlefield. 
clearly doing ISR, intelligence, surveillance and reconnaissance. He and I think that what that was was probably some kind of US craft, some kind of US technology. People I'm talking to since I spoke about that are telling me they've seen that technology all over the world. I've had phone calls from Africa. I've had emails from people in remote little parts of the Caribbean. There is a phenomenon that's being seen all over the world. It's not that it's not just it's not that it's just being seen in America. It's just that you lovely Americans talk about it more than the rest of us. Support for the Chris Cuomo project comes from Done with Debt. This is a big one, especially in America, man. You need Done with Debt if you're one of us who's addicted to credit. You need Done with Debt because you're going to bed thinking about how much you owe and what the minimum amount payable is and what are you going to do and you're never going to get out from under it. And look, is it your fault? Yeah, in part, take responsibility for your spending, but also the system traps you in debt. High interest credit cards and loans. It's almost impossible to pay off your debt once you get into that cycle. Insane inflation keeps you stuck paycheck to paycheck. And that's why you need Done With Debt, because Done With Debt is your lifeline. Done With Debt has an ingenious new strategy to help you deal with debt faster than most of us would think possible. Done With Debt analyzes your debt, gives you options that you'll qualify for. Done With Debt knows how to reduce bills, cut interest rates. They've got skilled staff at Done With Debt that will negotiate figure out how to get better deals. So here's how easy they'll make it. Go to donewithdebt.com, donewithdebt.com, and start getting out from under the problem and toward the solution. You got debt? You need Done With Debt. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from AG1. Listen, my brothers and sisters, you know that I take my health seriously, right? I'm an aging athlete. I'm dealing with long COVID. That's why AG1 is a big part of my game, and I have been taking it for many years. Why? Because it's one and done. I don't have to worry about the combinations. I don't have to worry about the price the same way. It's so much less expensive than taking all these things separately. And it's the deliverability. It's just a scoop in a glass of warm water for me, but you can put a scoop of it in whatever you want, and boop, down the hatch, and that's that. People ask me all the time, AG1, do you really take it? Yeah, it's all over my house. And I've been drinking it for a long time, and I think it works. I have partnered with AG1 for so long because they make a high-quality product that I trust to have as part of my routine every day. So, you want to replace whatever you're doing now? Start AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash ccp. That's drinkag1.com slash ccp. Check it out. What is, uh, let's just check some boxes here. What is the scariest suggestion you've ever been given by a source? Well, David reinforced something I'd been told previously. David Grush told me in the interview that there have been occasions when the phenomenon has hurt humans and indeed killed humans. 
And it's interesting because if you go into the military archives of the United States, there are many incidents where US military, particularly US pilots, have either disappeared or crashed in strange circumstances. One of the incidents I was talking to somebody about yesterday was in Puerto Rico, where two US fighter jets allegedly disappeared, engaging what report witnesses said was a gigantic football field-sized craft hovering in the sky. Now, the US at the time obviously denied that this engagement occurred, but the source that I'm speaking to says he knew that two pilots disappeared from the flight line and were officially declared missing. Now, there are these incidents all the way through US military history. And indeed, in my country, there's a there's a case, a very famous case in 19, I think it was 1978, I'm sure people will commit, correct me if I'm wrong, a young pilot called Frederick Valentich was flying over Bass Strait between the island of Tasmania and the mainland of Australia. And he reported to the air traffic control at Moorabbin in Melbourne that he was being hovered over by a gigantic craft. And in the um, course of the conversation, all of a sudden, a metallic noise was heard. The audio of that exchange is publicly available. And it's quite frightening. Something, he claimed, was hovering above his aircraft. And then he and his aircraft disappeared and were never seen again. These are incidents all over the world. Um, I've got a friend who's a former British intelligence officer with the military, Frank has spoken publicly about the fact that during the Cold War over what was then Western Germany, he became aware of an incident where multiple fighter aircraft were lost attempting to engage. Frank Milburn basically told me that um, uh, this was an incident that was um, reported very, very widely inside military intelligence, but not acknowledged publicly. And he knows about it, and so do other people. But these incidents don't get reported publicly, and I don't know why, but the simple reality is, Chris, there is a phenomenon that is manifesting itself all over the world, and it's um, it's real, and it's not just in America. Do you believe that the United States government has physical remains of an extraterrestrial? When you ask me belief, I'm not religious, so it's not an expression. Belief to me is an expression of religious faith. I work in knowledge. And so as a journalist, I think I'm well beyond prima facie. I'm well beyond what I would call balance of probabilities, the civil burden of proof, more likely than not, that I believe that, yes, I, I think the evidence suggests very strongly that the US does possess non-human technology. I'm not at the stage yet where I can say, I know, because I don't think I'll really believe it for sure until I kick the tires of the proverbial alien spacecraft. Um, I talk to people regularly who tell me that they work directly with this technology. With the technology, but not not another body, I mean. Biolo biologics? Yeah. I've I've spoken I've spoken to people who tell me that they have seen biologics, bio biological samples. They're very, very vague with me about what they see because they're terrified of identifying themselves and they don't want to give away so that they get compromised what they've seen and where they're working. But yes, there are people who talk about biologics. David Grush in his interview with me with News Nation talked about biologics. And have you noticed, it's really interesting, 
Apart from a very shambolic attempt to use a, a very junior reporter to try to hurt David Grush's credibility by attacking him for his PS, PTSD, there has not been a peep out of the Pentagon when they've been asked about David Grush. Um, all that uh, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick from Arrow has claimed is that David Grush has resisted being interviewed, which is completely untrue. Mr. Grush has always been very, very willing to engage with Arrow and with Dr. Kirkpatrick. And moreover, he has already had conversations with Dr. Kirkpatrick, the Pentagon's UFO UAP investigator, before Dr. Kirkpatrick assumed his position as director of AARO, the Pentagon's UAP investigation office. And this is the thing that I find interesting is that <clears throat> the Pentagon has consistently not responded to specific requests from the media for specific answers to specific questions. When they're asked, do they have evidence in the Pentagon or the intelligence community about a non-human intelligence, all they do is they use this glib line, which is the Pentagon's all-domain anomaly resolution office, ARO, says that it has no credible evidence to date of extraterrestrial intelligence or whatever the line is. That's not an answer. I want to hear from every single person at the highest level in the Pentagon and the intelligence community what they know. I want to hear from the people who David Grush has privately identified to the Inspector General of the intelligence community and to the Senate Select Committee for Intelligence and to the House Permanent Select Committee for Intelligence. He's named names. He's named locations. He said the people who are the gatekeepers to this alleged legacy crash re retrieval reverse engineering program. And the, the terrible thing is that there is a disingenuous, deceitful approach coming from the Pentagon and the intelligence community that, frankly, I think, Chris, is undermining the credibility of your good country. Joe Biden needs to take leadership on this. The President of the United States is going at the end of next year to be faced with a big decision. Because if the Schumer Amendment gets passed, this is an amendment from the Senate Majority Leader, Chuck Schumer, which is just mind-blowing in its implications. It's a piece of legislation that if passed into the National Defense Authorization Act, among other things, it will require the establishment of a nine-member presidential records review panel assessing all UAP records held by the US government. And it will work from an assumption of declassification, a bit like the JFK records. I hope it works a lot better than the JFK records declassifications. But the, um, the interesting thing is that within six months of the appointment of that panel, they will be reporting to the president, presumably Joe Biden, presumably around about August, September next year, could it be, could it be, Chris, that the President of the United States is contemplating an October surprise for the presidential election? Could it be that around about October next year, and I'm only speculating here, but I find the timing of the Schumer Amendment very interesting. Is the President going to stand at a lectern at the White House with Jake Sullivan as National Security Advisor and tell the truth about what I know he knows? I know he's been briefed. I know he's being briefed. Why wouldn't Trump have said anything about it? President Trump loves 
to blow up any institutional integrity of any kind. Um, why wouldn't he be telling people? Now, I know why, or I have a really good version of the story of why he backed off uh, the Kennedy assassination file. You know, he had said he was going to get that released. Oh, why? I'd love to know that, actually. I he got talked out of it, I am told, um, by Pompeo and some others who said the stuff in there is too damaging uh, to the apparatuses of uh, government that were involved. And you're going to make too many people look too bad if you do that. Now, look, <laughs> that's hard to believe because it seems like that would be right up Trump's alley in terms of like, you know, what he'd love to do. He's like Captain Chaos. You know, he would, you talk about shambolic. Yeah, I, he would love to um, blow up other people and say that they've been lying to you and deceiving you. Um, but whatever it was, he didn't release it. <laughs> that's for sure. He could have and didn't. Well, I, I, I did speak to somebody. I asked somebody about why Trump didn't. Because you remember that there was that weird exchange with Don Jr., Don Trump Jr., where Trump was asked about Roswell and his son goes, oh, dad, 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 what about Roswell? You know, and Trump goes, well, I, I know something about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's very interesting. And maybe at some stage I'll tell you about it. I actually got told by somebody from the intelligence community, and they may have been joking, but they said President Trump was worried he might get killed if he spoke about it. And that, to me, is a sinister representation of what lies behind all of this. Because, Chris, whilst that person may very well have been being flippant with me, one of the things that David Grush has intimated or expressed very, very strongly is that there are criminal actions, illegalities that have taken place, just as I suspect there were with the JFK assassination. I don't think anybody accepts that JFK wasn't a conspiracy. Right. There's no way that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. And you'll be seeing more from me, by the way, on News Nation on that issue very soon. Um, but the um, the interesting thing is, on the UFO subject, there are people who are working in your government who have actively dissembled, lied, and deceived Congress. Now, for that, they probably should go to jail, but they won't. Because there is this view that when there are such egregious breaches at the highest levels of your executive government, like Iran-Contra, like the misbehavior of the Watergate uh, crimes, often it's just embarrassing. And, and there's always this excuse that we have to avoid undermining the, the good institutions of government and that the public would be shocked by these revelations. Therefore, we can't tell them about them. Well, how bloody convenient. I think there is a huge scandal. I know there is a huge scandal behind this UAP issue. David Grush has alleged that people have been murdered to protect it. That's one hell of an allegation. Yep. And you know what? The Pentagon has not responded to that allegation. It has run for cover like the cowards that these gatekeepers are. They're frightened of engaging with the public. Now, this is where the president needs to show leadership. Joe Biden has an opportunity here. And I know there are people like President Obama who've been in his ear on this issue, like President Bill Clinton. There's a frustration, particularly on the Democrat side, that we have not, that the US government has not been open with the American public on this issue. There is an opportunity here that is best expressed by the integrity of somebody like Chuck Schumer, one of the most powerful men in the Congress, putting his name and his support to the most extraordinary legislation. I sense an agenda. 
I think that there's a decision that's been made somewhere in the in the government and the Democrat Party that it's time for this story to be told. And I sense on the other side of politics in the Republican Party a similar impatience. It's no coincidence that this is a bipartisan issue. I've never seen a forum before where you've got um, AOC sitting in the same room with Matt Gates. Yeah, and not fighting. All both. Yeah, not fighting. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I was impressed by that. I, I talked to a Tennessee representative about it on a regular basis. Um, I am very skeptical uh, about the transparency thing because they, they seem to have a classification bias in terms of what they're able uh, to know. And you don't have enough of the big names with power in Congress um, pushing for this. And I believe cynically that the reason there isn't more energy behind it is because they don't have advantage. If there's no ability for one of the parties to use whatever's happening to make the other party look bad uh, or worse, like connecting them to being the alien life, uh, then I think they're going to be a little quiet. But I do know this. It is one of the most egregious examples of a lack of transparency that I've seen in my time as a journalist, because there's no question that they know things. And even their own explanation of there's nothing to know uh, would inform their own transparency. If there's nothing to know, then you should be free to talk about it. And they don't, and they're not free. And I hope you're right. I hope there is a lot more to come, um, not because of any desired outcome, but just so that people know what the people they put in power um, know about what matters to them in their own lives, whether it's technology, whether it's organic, inorganic, artificial intelligence, human intelligence, whatever it is, they should know. And Ross, I am always a call away, Ross Coltart, uh, for whatever you got going on. I love that you're part of the family at News Nation, and I appreciate you for having this conversation. It's a real pleasure. Thanks, Chris. Ross Coltart, nobody's dug in deeper than him when it comes to understanding what we still don't know about what is in the air, what is in the water, and what is in the world around us in this category that we call UAPs or UFOs. You can change the acronym. What we need to change is the transparency. Thanks to Ross, and thanks to you for subscribing, following, checking me out on News Nation, 8 and 11 o'clock Eastern, every weekday night. I'll see you soon. Let's keep asking the questions. Let's get after it.